Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. We want to welcome you to episode 160 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. That was 157 normal episodes <laughs> and three coronavirus episodes. Mm, and who would have known that? <laughs> okay, first of all, who would have known there would be one coronavirus episode? And then three. here we are. Wow. So, yeah, episode 160. This is called... What's your new normal? Mm, new normal. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. for this. So we we used to be normal. <laughs> yeah, we were normal, and then we had this. <laughs> but what we're going to talk about on this episode, after some fluff, is uh, what do we take away, and what do we add back in mm. post? What do we call it? Quarantine COVID. Know. There's no post yet. I no, mean, it's... this will go live when it is still nobody's post. Yeah. <laughs> I think but everybody's it, still on. Yeah, but it's also worldwide. So there are people that are post-COVID already. True. Yeah. So True. if you're in Wuhan and you're listening to us, yeah. shout out. <laughs> For those of us that we were recording from California and we're in the middle of quarantine. So yeah, what stays, what goes, that's what we're going to get to. But first, for... Our, we don't even have patrons anymore. Well, Jason's like a virtual patron. I feel like we mention Jason every episode. <laughs> I don't know how Jason feels to be like the podcast. I don't know. We don't person. have patrons anymore. No. Patreon is not a thing. But no, you can send I'm us. I'm trying to think. I, I put on cards, Facebook last week. Whatever happened to that person paper. from St. Olaf? Oh, yeah. I forget what her name was, but she was from St. Olaf. She was a great hurler. Yeah, it was I great. St. Olaf, that was one. But anyhow, Jason, <clears throat> fluff for you. So what's going on in the Fletcher house? <laughs> We've been inside. We've been doing a lot of yard work. The spring has sprung in California. We just had a glorious Easter. Hey, you know what happened this week that was really fun? We've had some drive-by drop-offs. So we had, uh, I, was, I literally had cinnamon rolls in the oven on Easter morning when the doorbell rang. And yeah. I saw a young man named Ben from our church dart back to his car, and they had dropped three bags of donuts on our front porch. Yeah, it was a donut drop on Easter morning, and actually yeah. they're from our sister church, from our church plant yep. out uh, in another so little town. We had that. We've had yogurt We dropped. had a yogurt drop. That was a huge one. That was a huge one. Yeah, those uh, people were loaded. Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> they gave us more yogurt. More yogurt than I would ever yogurt. pay yeah, for amazing. my kids. Those are dear friends of ours. Yeah. And then... Um, also, what was today? Oh, today we had the... Toilet paper drop. <laughs> and, and some strawberries dipped in chocolate. And it yes. said we are... We are very, very thankful very for thankful you. For so you. I'm loving this idea. And all of a sudden the wheels are turning in my head and I'm like, oh, we need to do this. Why yeah. have we not done this? No, totally. I'm going to drop Mighty Joe at somebody's house tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Ring the doorbell Mighty and Joe run and like hell. Mighty Joe and a big old hey, bottle of wine. <laughs> there's, there you go. That was a... The special needs drop. Oh, for those of you families that are just tuning in and never heard us talk about Mighty Joe, he's brought us so much humor over the years. (laughs) And um, he is, uh, he's great. We did our, oh, Mighty Joe, you know, he's in a special needs class. So the Mm -hmm. public school in our town handed out Chromebooks last week for Mm -hmm. every kid that doesn't have a computer. Mm -hmm. Joe has a computer and it's missing most of its keys. So we got the new one from the school. And then today it was log on and talk to the teacher. He was 
so excited. Yeah, yeah. And his name is Mr. Ramsey, but mm-hmm. Joe just refers to him as Ramsey. I know. He goes, hey, did you tell Ramsey? <laughs> like he's an Egyptian I tried. Prince. Okay. <laughs> so it is April, <laughs> and I, I'm not kidding you. I have tried to correct this since August. This is the thing about brains that are just not quite up to, you know, a typical standard. Joe's IQ, I don't know if I said this before, is actually 60. So if you know anything about IQs or what you want to Google don't know anything that, about IQs? I was going to say Google this because okay. the low end of normal is 85. Yeah. So Joe is, <laughs> so, hey, did you tell Ramsey we're going to be yeah. there? So literally since August, I've been trying to say it's Mr. Ramsey. I gave up. Yeah. I just gave up. So anyhow, Sweet Mr. Ramsey thing. got on and his, um, his whole virtual classroom is uh, the Avengers because they are going to band together like super superheroes and conquer COVID. I thought it was great. It was very sweet. And and here's the other funny thing. Um, Joe's whole class is like 10 kids and they're all various levels of special needs. (laughs) Joe's actually really like, he's like at the top of his class, I think, as far as abilities. But like nobody showed up for this meeting. It was just like Joe, the teacher, and one other kid who couldn't get his video or his sound to work. So Joe was like one-on-one with the teacher. He loved it. It was great. So (laughs) yeah, we've been doing schoolwork. We did a a Zoom with Kendra's family. There was about nine of us, nine different, or maybe 12. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's a big group. Excuse me. There was like 12, but it was like a massive... um, Brady Bunch screen. This is amazing that here we are. If the Spanish flu was when 1916, um, you know, other epidemics over the course. What? (laughs) Trying to pretend that I'm a really smart homeschool dad. Oh, right. 1916. That era. Right in the middle of World War One, which was from 1914 to 1917. Don't even feign ignorance on this topic, (laughs) especially war dates and whatnot. But I'm just saying like any other time in history, you know, let's talk about that. Like there's no, there's no connectivity. No. So you have the itinerant pastor riding around on a donkey right. or a horse. I'm sorry, not a donkey. <laughs> That's Jesus. Well, no, the, I was thinking, you know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of Father Unipro Sarah walking <laughs> up and planting the missions. For people that aren't from California, you don't know mission history. They're a day's walk away. And I just pictured him like riding a donkey. I don't think Junipero Sarah was on a donkey. I think he was. I bet he was on a donkey. I'm I guarantee. Sure. Oh, we're going to go to also, Google research. It would be a burro. <laughs> True, good point Growing up in San Jose, California The only Mexican restaurant we had in town was, was El, El Burro. Burro I told you Named yeah, after right. the donkey Which is a I weird know. place to eat um, I already have one delightful friend in my life I have one delightful friend No, I'm kidding Jesus. I have one friend who is a, um, a blogger in the homeschool world uh, Her name is Yolanta Yolanta Herb I just like to say her name, it's fun um, And she has the blog homeschoolcreations.com if you are listening and you have young homeschooled kids, she has all kinds of resources for you to download um, and do you know fun stuff. She's an early education um, teacher from back in the day, but has homeschooled her their own four kids over these years. Um, anyway, she and her husband have said they're planning a fall trip to visit us in California. Oh, so nice. I am just putting that out there to our listeners here. California, you know, we may open these doors and you guys come visit. Be fun. No. Oh, man, I can't believe what you just offered. <laughs> no, I'm exactly. sorry, people. This Kendra is... really doesn't like having people over that much. <laughs> so like, let's just, just like say people. I'm taking it back. That was it. All right. There's enough fluff. Jason, we hope we served you well. Let's take a little break for some music. I told Kendra I was going to surprise her with this one. This is going to be fun. This is a familiar tune that she's going to love. And we'll be right back. 
Kendra, you know who that was? Jimmy Buffett. Yep, that's uh, probably my all-time favorite uh, singer-songwriter, Jimmy Buffett, singing a song called Boat Drinks, and I love that line. You just showed your I age, think, man. I think I've got cabin fever. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, Jimmy Buffett had a, um, he did a quarantine, you know, these, these yep. author or artists that are doing quarantunes, and it was a, um, it was a tribute to Bill Withers, I've hmm. Got a Friend. Oh, yeah. Did you know mm-hmm. he died? Nope. Yeah, so it was a tribute to him. Aww. So, um... All right, so what's the name of the new title again? What's Your New Normal? Episode 160. So what is your new normal? What are you taking forward out of this? And this is going to be a relatively short episode again. I came up with some points. I don't know if you thought this through, but I know what I'm taking forward. I have done no thinking through of anything. So what stays? What stays? Here's here's some things I think that stay. And I I have a couple. So my first one is schedules. Okay, now wait a minute. Back me up a little bit here because you're saying what stays. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, there's been a remarkable change. I call, I keep using the term reboot. There's been a reboot to society, a reboot to our family, a reboot to me individually, a reboot yeah. to the church, to business, to national politics, to economy. So in that reboot, when you turn your computer back on and you said, take me back down to the default apps. I don't want all this other stuff I've put on, all these other apps that have been clouding up my my memory. Now, what can I take out? What do I keep? Um, so my, my first one is schedules, mm-hmm. uh, a slower schedule. Okay. Um, Monday through Thursday, for me, dentist, eight to five, mm-hmm. which is truly six to six mm-hmm. that I'm at or heading towards or coming home from the office. Um, church meetings, uh, church organizations, different things, you know, worshiping online and also um, just the convenience of of just bringing things a little simpler, yeah. just making things a little... So for me, I think first is schedules, you know, just slowing the pace. Okay. So has it forced you to uh, really think through the things you had in your schedule before? It has. It's caused me to go back and say, wow, that was a lot of time on that. Yeah. Or I never had enough time for this. And now that I have, I've loved it. Okay. So, you know, I think part of it is just, you know, knowing where to cleave. And I, I don't know what our listeners think about that, but I think a lot of people are probably going to say, well, there's that joke you shared last week. Like, I didn't have enough time. Yeah. I've never had enough time to... Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Fill in learn. the blank. Yeah. And now I've had all the time. It still didn't happen. Yeah. A lot of things happened for me. Okay. I actually got a lot more things accomplished that I've put off. So. Okay. So what, you, what are those things? Because you before... It's everything. Well, let's say prior to COVID, you had a full-time job. Okay. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Some of our listeners uh, just brought that job home. Some of them can't, like you, physically cannot go do their job. Um, And they may or may not return to that job. Uh, That may or may not be waiting for them. So you walk away from that. You walk away from, what about church life, where you serve in ministry? How does that, how has that morphed and changed? Has it gotten less? Is it more? It's just different. Okay. You know, it's like I said, it's gone online. And um, the worship online, the virtual meeting online, some of that's better. Yeah. It's okay. really been better for me to okay. say, well, I don't have to be in that meeting. I mean, I don't have to host that meeting that way. Yeah. And I found, you know, we were just talking before this went on, just community group ministry that I run as the uh, community group pastor. 
Some groups are, they're able to expand. They have more people in their group because they're not bound on space. Yeah. They're not bound on time. They don't have to worry about childcare. Mm. And suddenly there's groups meeting that, and they're meeting more regularly and they're, they're seeing that to be a better thing. So that's one. That's, okay. that's one. So I, I look at schedules. The second thing I'm coming up with that I say this stays technology used for good. Okay. Um, I found that in the last month I have checked in with more people hmm. in different ways. You know, I joke yeah. about that little green phone button, but I've talked to my brother, my dad on the phone regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it hasn't taken that much time, but just checking in with people, Marco Polo, sending video, texting back and forth or yeah. just texting back and forth or zoom. You know, we have these friends from Pennsylvania that we've gone to see when we've gone to, uh, camp, um, so it was called Sandy Grove, Sandy Cove <laughs> in Maryland. When we've gone to, to Maryland to do a uh, camp a few times that we see them in Philadelphia every time, just connecting yeah. with them daily has been great. So I think for me, the use of technology to just check in and, and really just to check, just to keep a pace of life with people. Okay. A regular, so not like I see you every six months or I see you once a year, but I'm just checking in with you, Yeah. you know, once a week. Hey, how are you doing? I've really enjoyed the check-in. Yeah. Um, that's been great. Okay. I think the third one for me, and this is kind of the bigger one for all of us, is the idea of Matthew. Seek first the kingdom of God. I think a lot of people have been checking in with their faith more, but I, I want you to follow me on a story. Okay, Kendra? Yeah. Would you follow me on a story? I'm following. I was raised in the 1970s, best decade ever. And uh, there's television, Scooby-Doo, you know, all the great TV shows. <laughs> yeah, you know, then. you and I are at odds about this, but yeah. yes. Anyhow, okay. 70s. My parents put me in school probably at 8 a.m. in the morning. Right. And get out about 2.30. And the teachers taught. <laughs> parents did homework. And right. even then, the parents right. just, did you do your homework? Right. But the teachers taught. I don't know that my parents always asked if I even did my homework. Yeah, so a lot it of just was such a difference. To, like, hey, the yeah. school's doing this. They've got right. it. Right. Um, and then there were school sports. Three to five, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be doing school sports. Sure. And if you were in league sports, which really was just little league, right? Maybe swim and tennis. Okay. In, in again, and I'm talking about the circles we we rolled in. Uh huh. Um, that was afternoon games, you know, or afternoon practice games right. on Saturdays. Right. You know, that's I don't even remember do. games on Saturdays. I remember when my brothers were in little league. In the evening um, games. It was after school. Oh, okay, it was I remember like 3 games PM on Saturday. Games, but okay. we'd go to the park and there'd be a whole bunch of okay. little league games there. All right. Um, Boy Scouts, one time a week, one yeah. night, okay. um, and then one week a month, you, mm-hmm. one weekend a month, you go camping, mm-hmm. uh, church on Sunday, mm-hmm. and then youth group one night a week. I'm just like, that's my childhood. Yeah. That's right. about what it looked like. Sure. Um, and that was enough. Mm-hmm. And most of those things were not parent involvement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You dropped your kids at practice. Mm-hmm. You dropped your scouts at scout troop night and mm-hmm. you dropped your kids at youth group. Um, and as homeschoolers, we've rebelled against that, at least as I've seen over the last 20 years. Uh-huh. And so what do we do? We do the teaching. Mm-hmm. We find other teachers who can teach our kids the specific subjects that are perfect. Yeah. We find these other clubs that our kids can join, mm-hmm. you know, so they're in the whatever, <laughs> 
I'm, I'm ignorant, but like some, all, like some language woo-woo. club. You got all woo some, like, about oh, that you when know, you... Like the Greek club and the, <laughs> the whatever club, club that's going to teach our kids. I don't know. <laughs> the Greek club? You know, Maybe you know. if we lived in Greece. No, I'm thinking like you want your kids to learn Greek or Hebrew or sure. Latin so that you yeah. find the perfect little that's thing legit. in the homeschool. And yep. even you, you're on out school and parents are finding the perfect teacher to teach yeah. this perfect kid Certain thing, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, we co-op. We've co-opt over the years. You look at, you know, homeschooling mm-hmm. families that like we don't, you know, we don't mingle with other people. We co-op with our own people, yep. sometimes with our own churches. Mm-hmm. Um, we drop off um, at the same pace that we dropped off before, but now we're involved. We're way more involved. Yeah. Even on sports teams, even Joe's special needs little baseball team, they're just drawing parents in so much more. Yeah. And on top of that, some of us just had a ton of sex and made a lot of babies. <laughs> so there's like the sheer number that we're dealing with is more than our generation. Sure, sure. I mean, the people that had nine, eight, nine kids, they, mm-hmm. were, they were weirdos back then. Okay, they, they, they still were, are. They were the Mormons, the Catholics That's back us. then. Think back in the 70s, though. <laughs> Like it was, it wasn't no, the totally. typical thing. It was, did not it really, used to be that way. Yeah. It definitely you know. was an ethnic, you know, or a religious kind of a, um, yeah, situation. I mean, all right. that's all I ever saw. So, you know. so take that recipe mm-hmm. for stress mm-hmm. and then throw on top of it a huge helping of guilt. Yeah. My parents had no guilt. Mm. <laughs> they did not no deal kidding. with guilt. They did better than their parents who had them working before and after school. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, my dad always talks about picking beans and he did. It's a legitimate mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And he basically did church and neighborhood play. Yeah. You know, and the kids right. just roam the streets. Right. So my parents did better than their parents. Yeah. Did a little more. Yeah. A little more for yeah. you. Yeah. So it's often like we talk about teaching kids about sex. Uh-huh. Our parents' generation did better than theirs mm-hmm. and we did better than our parents and our kids are still going, well, not enough. Yeah. So now post COVID for me, I mean, cause you think about this. We're often out of breath. You and I oh collapse gosh. at night. That's, that's an understatement. And on yeah. top of that, depending on your Enneagram type, mm-hmm. you're also feeling horribly guilty about what you didn't accomplish or didn't I do enough for this kid? Or, gosh, this decision I'm making, is it the best decision? You're loaded with guilt. You're, there's stress. There's guilt. And that is what has been driving pre-COVID Christian homeschooling parents that I see. And I'm saying yeah, post-COVID, the pace ends. The guilt ends. Okay. Um, our older kids have taught us that they were well prepared for adulthood, and what they have chosen in adulthood is nothing <laughs> that I was preparing them for. <laughs> you know, I mean, what they're doing. That's so true. I mean, you think about Nate, yeah. our son Nate, he's 26? Five. 25. Um, the lessons for music that you worried oh and you took him to the local college oh for classical I, guitar. I did. The I kid, did. I found the best teacher around for him and yeah. et cetera. But no music right now in nope. this kid's life. Hasn't played guitar. Except in, for the music he plays <laughs> five years that I don't even listen to. Right. It's some kind of rap stuff that I've never heard. <laughs> and I, I love my son, Nate. I love what he listens to. I'm not throwing yeah. him under the bus, but what we invested our time in just so silly. Not silly, not well, silly, not silly. Just, so it's just, just we lot, stressed about it and we shouldn't have. A lot of things like that, that I think, um, it's hard to tell young parents this, that, you know, I see so many homeschool parents of younger kids just like, they are 
hinging everything upon the fact that what they're doing, the choices they're making, the curriculum they've chosen, the online classes, the type of, of homeschooling or whatever is going to shape the kids into the being these adults that they have been told that thing is going to shape them into. Right. Um, and that's what you're saying. Right. And I'm saying, I mean, I give example after example. I mean, yeah. it's just something I need. Jack, the amount of time Jack. we did sports and music just, and stuff. Jack's and Jack a funny is, one to me because he, uh, we, we were just joking recently about the fact that he, in his AP English class that he took at the hybrid, uh, he won the Shakespeare Slam contest. Um, and so, he, you know, kind of joking with his teacher about it this week. And he, he got like a full score on his AP test, you know, and everything. And this is the guy who's like, I'm not going to college. Yeah. He's content reading. Totally. Hiking. Yep. And listening to country music. Yep. Exactly. I mean, and he had all, I mean, I poured all the classical education into that kid. And that's, he hasn't chosen to go there. In his you life. know what our kids have complained about? We didn't prep them didn't for pop culture. No, oh. no, no. We didn't prep them for pop culture. Like they felt like the older ones had felt like they've come yeah. to those conversations too late. And so I'm telling, yeah. I'm just telling our listeners the pace, the stress, the guilt that you're putting yourself through to mm-hmm. make sure that you've created the perfect education. Mm-hmm. So these kids can grow up and become Google maniacs or, you know, become the, <laughs> the next Tesla inventor. You know what? Your kids are going to become adults in spite of you. Yeah. It's going to happen. And they're going to follow what God has, um, you know, created them to do and to be. And I think our, our job as parents is to, to give them the opportunities, but I don't think crafting the opportunities is our job. And certainly if we can't provide them or we don't provide them, the guilt needs to, we need to check that guilt. Okay, that so guilt is from Satan. Let me wrap this back to the beginning and we'll just wrap this up. My, my post-COVID desire, yeah. seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness, like, yeah. how are you doing with that? How are you doing on seeking first God's kingdom and his mm-hmm. righteousness in your life? And I don't mean you're creating these little self-righteous kids, but I'm just like, are you pursuing godly things or are you pursuing all these other things that you think are going to improve your kids? Yeah. There's my That's post-COVID good. desire That's um, good, Fletch. for us. I, I, I was really thinking today a lot about First Thessalonians 4.11 which is the verse that says, make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands, just as we instructed you before. And, um, you know, it's an interesting thing to think about the time, the culture, what was going on when Paul was writing these letters to the church at Thessalonica. Did I say that right? Thessalonica? Thessalonica. There you go. Thessalonica's uh, good too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm not teaching biblical geography in my out school classes. So we're good. Oh. Uh, anyway, he, he's writing this letter to the church at Thessalonica and, um, you know, <laughs> there was a lot of chaos at that time. There, there was war, there was, uh, upheaval, there was disease, there was, uh, a coming hardship, um, right around the corner for them. And here he's saying, look, make it, make it your business, you know, make it your goal to live a quiet life. You will, you will follow God in that and he will, he will increase your efforts for the kingdom. Uh, doesn't have to be some splashy show. Don't have to race to sign the kids up to be in all the sports. Don't have to make sure they're doing this co-op and that thing and this. And, and I think the encouragement for our listeners, but also for you and I is to say, how long before we allow ourselves to jump back into that deep pool of overcommitted, too much stuff, uh, on that track of, of burnout and guilt and all of the stuff we dealt with before, there was a giant pause button pushed. 
on the nice. world. It was a nice pause button, I'm finding. All right, folks, that is our third episode back for the coronavirus. Thanks for listening to episode 160. Uh, if you want to reach Kendra, KendraFletcher.com. Get all her social stuff there. <laughs> uh, Fletch, you can find me at themangotimes.com. And same thing, you can find all my stuff there. Um, I found a few of you following me on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, I he'd take a warning and heed it. You know, decide whether you want to follow a guy that loves dogs and pipes. <laughs> All right, and we will. Uh, we are we going to talk to him again? You know what? Why not? We have one more episode in this. Okay. We think. We think we do. Jimmy Buffett, take us away. This morning, I shot six holes in my freezer. I think I got cabin fever. Somebody sound the alarm. You meet me somewhere, Mr. Sky. Any old place here on earth or in space. You pick the century and I'll pick the spot. You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. To contact your hosts, you can find them at facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl.